Welcome to The Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Everybody, happy Monday. Good evening. It's Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley coming to you live from the WDVE studios. A lot to talk about as the Steelers go to 0-3 for 2019. Losing yesterday out on the West Coast, 24-20 to the San Francisco 49ers. Billy, it was a long flight home, uh, not just because... It was a long flight, but because of the mood and the whole of being 0-3 right now. I tip my hat to my partners in the booth. Tunch and Wolf, who played a lot of years in the NFL, uh, saw us take away the ball repeatedly in the first quarter, <laughs> first half, and then uh, six points to show for it. And, and, and I felt like saying, well, wait a minute, we got a lot of football to play. Don't be so down. But then I see why, because, you know, the inevitability of losing – is much more prominent when you don't score points off turnovers, and, and that's what happened. You know, Billy, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, w- we've been there so many times before. Uh, sure. So so we know what the game holds, and <clears throat> when you come away with six points on five takeaways, uh, you're destined to lose. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and it's just – the Steelers didn't do anything right, especially in the first half. They they didn't run the ball well. They didn't have their combination blocks. Uh, a couple times, they're 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 blocking two guys on the down guy, and they both go to the second level. And then the and then the defensive tackle, whether it's Buckner or Sheldon Day, makes the play. Right. Uh, you can't play that way. And 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 you know, um, they're not coming off the ball. Uh, you're in a two-point stance. You can't come off the ball. You might as well run draws, screens, you know, uh, and uh, you got to put your hand in the dirt. And if you got your hand in the dirt, you're coming off the ball, and, you know, you got to headbutt a guy, but I don't know that you can do that anymore. <laughs> There's uh, a lot you can't do anymore. Yeah, you know what? You know, Bill, uh, Wolf and I always say this. It would be nice to play today because of the money, but we had so much more fun in our day. Uh, it was so much more intense it was, um, I don't want to say it was dirty, but, but it, it was, was. Uh, it was dirty. <laughs> and you had mud baths, yeah, which you don't right. see today. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, last night uh, I heard a statistic, and it, it really like made me go, wow. And the statistic was for just the second time in 151 <laughs> contests, the team that had given up the ball four more times won. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Mm. 151 games prior to last night, okay? 149 out of 150 times a team that got four takeaways or more won. All right, 149 out of 150. It was just one team that overcame that many takeaways, that many turnovers, and still won. Now it's two teams had done yeah. that. Well, you know when and, and when you amazing. Wa- and when you watch that, you realize this is not good. No, this is not. You've good. got to capitalize. You've got on to it. capitalize. They know it, and everybody knows it. But it's one of the frustrating things that you see manifesting in that first right. half was the inability to put third downs together and then go and put some some pay dirt up or i did not put first downs together yeah yeah well, you, you, you got to win on first down and the steelers uh gained two turnovers and made six points but late in the game the niners gained 14 points on two turnovers. yeah that's right and that's a big swing 
oh, in a four-point yeah. game. Yeah. I think I was guilty like you, Billy. The same thing when you both were saying you can't just go for you can't just get the field goal. I, the defense was playing fast. The oh. turnover, especially having four right. in the first half. But at halftime, when you looked at the score, it did not feel like the Steelers had a lead. No. But you you almost knew that they didn't get into the end zone, and that was not a good thing. But sticking with what you just said, Wolf, here's a fun fact that I was going to bring up. Jerry Dulac had tweeted this, um, that you have to go back to the Chuck Knoll era to find the last time the Steelers lost a game when they had at least five takeaways. That occurred in week 14 of the 1981 season. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> when we they were had there. one interception and recovered four fumbles in a 30 to 27 loss in Oakland. Oh, wow. The black hole. So we're, yes. we're bringing it all you know, together tonight. That was tonight. my first start in the National Football League yep. on Monday Night Football. What week uh, was that? Week 14, That was my 14th start. Yeah. 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 That wasn't yeah. Lyle Alzado. Was no, no, that no, was no. Uh, John Matusek. I actually played well that game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It because was I'll week... never forget as long as I live, uh, after you gave up your third sack to Lyle, oh. you came to the sideline and you thought Noel was going to give you holy whatever. And he <laughs> said, Tunch, what was your thought process? Yeah. That's the way he was. He could understate but it. But then he'd rip you right after. Oh, yeah. That's all. You know, it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's been a while, but I, yep. you know, Coach Tomlin after the game, I thought he put it best. We were not in concert, is what he kept saying when people were asking questions about why didn't the run game work? Why weren't they able to, you know, do more on defense towards the end of the game, as we were just talking about? And they really weren't working in concert. The defense played well in the first half, but then the offense couldn't score. And then it was almost vice versa in the second half. You know, it's one a, of the things. It's the ultimate team game. Yeah. yeah. It really Don't is. Don't lose sight of that. Yeah. One of the things you look at is you, when you play an even front, you've got double teams. You got to solve the mystery of the double teams. Double teams start with you get together and you got two two guys rolling their ham hocks together, and you've got to take that guy, first level guy, and move them back and get to the second level guy. But uh, yesterday it was always like one one guy would leave and then the inside yeah. backer would shoot the gap. Yeah. And it would be the outside. It was it was always the reverse of what was happening. And the guy, the first guy, the, the one that has to be the post setter, the guy that comes off the ball and stands the guy up, then the other guy can wham him. He just was not getting the push or the turn on it that he needed, nor the ability to secure that lockout on him that, that created a hole. I mean, the holes were closing up faster than I, I, I could believe. Yeah, you know, and they, they were throwing flippers. The, yeah. You know, you, you got to just come off the ball, put your head on the hip. You know, break the hip. Oh, I know. Uh, that's it's, what we used to say. We, break the hip. Seriously, you would, we'd put our our helmet right on their hip or yeah. their rib cage, and and that would you know? send them. That that's that legal them flying. Oh. Well, yeah. I well, think if you got bad be. aim, it's yeah, got to yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. You yeah, know, you yeah just... but you know what uh, the the um the, the but I want to say something, Billy. San Francisco did it a lot better than we did. Yes. Uh, they had a lot. They had a lot of good double teams. And uh, they they did a great job of securing the down guy. If you don't secure the down guy, you're the, the play's disrupted. You know you 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 can't. You know several times, probably a half a dozen times, I counted in the film. Both two guys would bl- block, and then they both go off to the second level, and, right? And the down guy is there. Maybe was waiting. Does it too. Yeah, lurking. Yeah. And the other thing I think that, that, that you need to do is you got to put your hand in the dirt so you can get a downhill bang. Right. You know what I mean? The only way you're going to be able to really come off and get any sort of movement on a 300-pound guy sitting over you 
is if you can come out of a three-point stance now and then and at least make that guy have to hunker down dog. You know what I mean? When I played against the fridge, he was 375. You better believe I was <laughs> I was on my toes and low and flat back when you come out to hit the guy because right. otherwise you get squashed. You know, and the thing about it is it can be done and I know that you got to go two point and part of it. Yeah, that's part of the the mixing around, but we saw with um with the 49ers, they get in that three-point and they get rolling. Yeah. You know, you got play action. You want to sell play action. So I think more under center, play action, and being able to, you know, come out of a three-point stance now and then would certainly be helpful. The Don't rushing we... totals are not Steeler-like. No. And no. that's disturbing. The offensive line, I was going to say, in the locker room after the game yesterday, Dave DeCastro, I feel like, is pretty even kill. Win, lose, he's kind of the same, and you could just tell um, – you know, he was like, this really stinks for the defense. Like, we we lost for them today, basically. It was just saying how they weren't able to do anything. Now, granted, Cam Hayward was saying the same thing in terms of the defense not doing enough to help the offense. And, again, this goes back to the whole theory that it's a team sport and they weren't in concert. But when Dave was, you know, really down, that's where I was like, all right, they, they are not in a happy place right now. Yeah, well, you know, they weren't in concert. And, uh, you know, both sides of the ball weren't. And, and, you know, the defense played well with their takeaways, but they, they couldn't come up with the stops. You know, they couldn't come up with the stops. And uh, especially at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the game, that was uh, – and, and the, the Steeler offense couldn't make the plays. Yeah, I mean, they made, the, they made those two great, great plays. You know, the, uh, the, the intermediate uh, cross to, uh, Juju. Uh, to Juju when he had the stair-step route and then uh, the uh, big – uh, go route to Deontay Johnson. Where they picked on a third corner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and rightfully so, and he blew the coverage. I thought, I don't think he knew what, what coverage they were in because it looked like he was playing man, and they were in cover three. Billy, zone. how about our man there? Do, the prophet Ilkin, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. He says, go after, go, go after go after the Verrett. Go after well, him. Then, he was Get out, and then the third guy came yeah, out. Yeah, and, and I, it was great, though, because you're right. I mean, that's that's quarterback and in, in, in offensive coordinating 101. Right. You get a guy in, in conflict. You get a guy that's screwed up. You know that he's upset at himself. You know that he's, you know, maybe frustrated. Go back after him. Right. You know, see if you can light him up really quick, and they did, and it worked. So how, how do we fix the problem, guys, of not being able to run the ball and, as Billy said, not – putting up the rushing totals that we're used to for Pittsburgh Steelers. Put on the pads and make them hit <laughs> over and over and Sounds like a bitter old over. man there. Not but, you know, I mean, that's the way, that's the way we did it. Yeah. You know, on Wednesday practice, we had internal run, we had half line, and we had one-on-one run blocking. And uh, I don't think they do that. Uh, they, they just, you know, today, I, I think they're so afraid of injury. They're so afraid of, of uh the cumulative trauma to the head that uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it, it's a softer right. game. And when you practice softer, you're not going to be physical and that's the way it is. And I, I, and it's like that around the NFL. It's unfortunate. I think the rules of CBA have done a lot of damage to the game, you know, yeah. and I understand that you, you're trying to modify them and trying to move forward and the excellent healthcare these guys get nowadays and everything. Great. And that is all good. But at the same time, don't take away all the wonderful aspects that makes this game 
what drew us to the game in the first place. Right. The unmitigated the chaos and the violence. It's yeah. still a you collision game. It's yeah, a collision game. Absolutely. To Collide. blow up your fist and bull your neck and have at it, man. Let me tell you something. That is, there is nothing. As I saw Minka Fitzpatrick the other day before the game, I said, man, just to feel what you're feeling right now, because game day adrenaline, there is none other like it. If you could bottle that, you could rule the world. It's an awesome, awesome thing. You know, and you could rule the world. Well, you know, it's you know, I, I got <laughs> maybe a little hyperbolic uh, I, with my I, I, words. I, I, he's getting some adrenaline going yeah. right now. I was, I was getting pumped. Okay, yeah. Minka was pumped. I was pumped. Man, I was getting a little juice from the man. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. And then I just kind of woke up now and I'll, I'll settle down. You're, you're 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 not someone that is not uh, 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 that is is not familiar with hyperbole. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to sleep, Pat. <laughs> Minka played very well. Yeah, he did. He did. He's got great closing speed. He had that pick. Uh, he he's a great tackler. He had a, a couple of really nice tackles, and very very physical. Uh, I, you know, I like the way he plays. Did you see on that pass that clanged off when Joe Hayden was in coverage? Yeah, Minka's over the top. Right, comes up. He transferred so smoothly from coming in to light the guy up to catching the the ricochet. I'm telling you, is he's not, and I don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He's not Rod Woodson, but that's what Rod used to do. Right. His transition game from coming up to hit a guy and either intercepting or taking one that like that deflected. It was that smooth. That's how smooth Minka was in his transition. Yeah, and do, do, you, do you see the, the the way he cut uh, uh, George oh. Little's legs out from yeah. under him? Oh, You're talking man. about Kittle? Yeah, Kittle. Oh, took him, him saw him in half. Yeah, him yeah. too. Yeah, he cut him. He cut him a couple, like three times. Yes, he on did. Tackles. Yeah. Who was the one guy that fumbled when he when he created the fumble? He forced a fumble on somebody. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, the, Mostert. Don't was it Mostert? Could been. Yeah, it sounds like it. We'll go with it, Billy. Mozart. Even if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, who, how too. nobody said Mozart yesterday? I don't know. I kept thinking Mozart. Mozart. Don't say Mozart. You know, well, I, Billy. What was the turning point for you? I think. Early in the game, when we get six points off the two turnovers, you're you're saying to the other team, oh, "Okay, we're playing pretty well, but there you go. But we're beatable, and you don't say that. You don't do that in this league." Wolf, what about you? I think it was in the fourth quarter, the misfortunate fumble. You know, yeah, uh, that was, and it's tough. You know, you're putting in the breadbasket of the man, and I I am a James Conner fan. I believe in the young man. I think. And know that he'll do better, but you know what? It's unfortunate that it got dropped. But you shouldn't be in that position. You should. Oh, there's no question the about it. The game should have been salted at that point. Uh, there's no question about it. It should have been. But the fact of the matter is you're still in the game, and then, boom, it happens. And that's, that, un- that's unfortunate. Did that remind you of Cleveland last year? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for James. So Absolutely. Hey, but- ball security, it's always an issue. Yes, it is. And whoever has the better ball security has the better chance to win. Right. Well, well they, we they we had the better ball security, and we didn't win. Good point by you. Well, <laughs> that's what, we're all the way back that's to my a, stat. We, yeah, we we did we had the better ball security, and we lost that game. Right, uh, but normally that's a win, 149 right, out of 150 I, times. Right, right. Wolf yeah. likes that fact. I do. I got one fact. <laughs> I'm hanging my whole career on one factoid. Yeah. All right, well, guys, we are going to have to take a quick break here on The Point after we have much more to talk about on yesterday's loss to the 49ers. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on WDVE. Back to The Point after on DVE. 
Welcome back, everyone, inside the WDVE studios. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley trying to recap and make sense of yesterday's loss out on the West Coast to the San Francisco 49ers. And we talked a lot about overall thoughts just on the game, maybe what went wrong, how to maybe rejuvenate that run game. But I do want to start uh, this segment with something I forgot, and I'm very sorry, Tunch, but happy birthday. Oh, I even wrote oh, it on yeah. my notes, and I forgot. Uh, we all forgot. Don't worry about you. it. Exactly. Don't Happy birthday it. to you. Yeah. How old are you? 62. He's exactly. his number. Oh, you're so much older. I'm my <laughs> number. Should Nine months older than you. You know, so <laughs> at we're, least we're he's like Vince Williams. We're upset. <laughs> That's right. So, we're, we're, you know, he's is now his jersey number, but we're both hoping to get to my jersey number. At least. Yeah. If God lets us live that long, right, brother? Yeah. So, so we're up and watching film, right? So Matt comes out to me. He gives me this little tiny... Cupcake. cupcake. You know, it sprinkles on it and icing. Right. And he goes, that's for Tunch. <laughs> go, happy birthday. You can't fit a candle on this thing at all, you know? <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and Tunch comes in and goes, oh, I can't eat that. And I go, well, Mac will feel bad. If it's... Okay. I took a <laughs> hit from the team. You helped him out. I am. That's what a friend does. You just consume So it. Mac brought me a, uh, a Captain Crutch bar. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nice, and That Mac, was very you know. nice, yeah. Better a Cohiba, but that you know, it'll do. <laughs> True. True. Well, happy birthday, Tunch, and I'm sorry I forgot it the oh, first And Big second. Al's was yesterday. Big Al's, yeah. That's right, but I blame Missy. Yeah. That's her fault. It, and I, it's written down right here, and I still forgot. I should probably get some sleep tonight. <laughs> I could dumb down a lot of people. <laughs> that was a, a strange plane ride. Right. Yes. It, oh, was, quiet, it was long, long. Uh, what else was uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. Oh, the well, seats that... were so small. I've never, I don't. I, I think feel I've bad ever... for you, big guys. Yeah. I really do. Oh. Yeah, it, it, I felt like I got beat up in that plane. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed how many times you got up. Yeah. Well, because I was it, pounding the water. You were pounding waters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to yesterday's game, um, the loss in San Francisco. And Mason Rudolph, first NFL start. It wasn't like the Seattle game where he found out at halftime and just a few seconds later you were now in, you were the quarterback. So, Billy, what were your first impressions of first go-around where he knew for a full week he was going to be the starter? He probably held the ball too long too many times and as a result got himself into difficulty. Um, but, you know, the only way to learn how to play that position is to do it. And so with experience, I think he'll pick it up. I, I love his preparation. I think the guy over-prepares, uh, but still you have to execute. And that's the difference between guys who earn big bucks as quarterbacks and guys who are backups. And so let's see him prove himself not a backup. Mm-hmm. I love what Coach Tomlin told Bob Labriola that was on the pregame show. You know, a quarterback, if you're the backup, you're it's not like you're a backup linebacker where you're playing special teams, you're doing other things, and you could pay, possibly be in a sub package. You're the backup quarterback. You're not doing anything unless you're called upon. Right. So that in-game experience, even if it's as simple as special teams, Mason's just standing there most of the time. No question about it. You know, the thing for this young man, he's going to be a good one someday. Oh, I mean, this guy's got, I have no doubt. He's got some big play capabilities, and I think he's going to be just fine. But you know what it is? And you guys, you might know this. I don't think Missy this, but you know, the first time you get in a fight, it just happens, <laughs> right? Right. You know, it's just a little jaw, and all of a sudden you're swinging, right? You're growing up. But the first time you have a sit down fight where you sit down and you got to wait for the guy, and then you're at school, and then all of a sudden all the other people are coming. 
And all of a sudden, that anger that you had before is kind of like, well, gee, gee, I don't know if I really want to. You know, and it's just one of those things that it works on you, you know, and you start thinking about, eh, it wouldn't be bad if you didn't show and that sort of you know, I, I but could that's, lose. Yeah, I could exactly. Lose. There's, you know, it's there's a difference between being thrown into the melee mm-hmm. and then having that long run up to look at, and 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 it takes a little bit of time to get used to it and be prepared to handle it. The mind is a dangerous thing. Right, right. You know, Especially one of the mine. things, uh, and so he <laughs> he had the long run up, and and I and I think that you don't just react, you prepare and you focus, and. I want to say something because I think that the coaches have a lot of confidence in in Mason, and rightfully so because he's played so well. But I still think you got to keep it simple. Uh, you know, I still think you got to keep it simple for him as he grows, and uh, you know, uh, put him in a situations where he gets rid of the ball quickly. Uh, he held on to the ball too long mm-hmm. a number of times. The offensive line, you know, the the pocket collapsed. They were in his face. He got sacked. He got bumped around. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I, I, I loved when he got rid of the ball quickly. When he got rid of the golf ball quickly, he put it right on the spot. The, the, the throw to Juju, the throw to Deontay, the throw to James Washington right. on that outcut. Uh, those were uh, catch the ball from shotgun and throw. Uh, and and so that's what I you know I I was expecting a little more of that, and I think he was looking downfield more uh, to to go through progressions and to let the the deeper uh, routes develop, which I understand. Uh, but sometimes uh, that works to the detriment against San Francisco's front four. I think you have to think about getting right. the ball out quickly. That's yeah. just my opinion. I they are. They are stout. Yeah. There's uh, no question about it, but I still think, you know, getting under center some more. I, you know, I, I just got to think, you know, you take that, you take the snap, turn around, you're moving a little bit. And it's, you know, you hand off, you, the linebackers can't read you so well from the shot as they do in the shotgun. I just think there's a lot more to be going on. I loved, you know, that just watching what the 49ers were doing, you had so much motion going on there. Yeah. I mean, for the linebackers to be able to focus on, on, it was like a, a shell game, you know, yeah. three card money you see yeah. in New York when they they do a thing like, okay, what 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 the, what is the penny under or whatever three cups yeah. and all that. I mean, you've got jet motion, you've got wide receiver motion, you got tight end wham motion, you got fullback wham motion, you got all kinds of stuff going on. The fake reverses, you but, know, and but it did, but we it did backfire once. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, did. yeah. they had a guy it run did. into the the, the ball. Absolutely, the ball, right? no question. But it does make for a lot of stimulation, shiny things for the linebackers to watch. And I truly believe you watch that film and watch how, how deep they get up in the line of scrimmage on play fakes. And it's it's tough. How do you not? Yeah, well, you don't know where the ball is. Well, one of the things that uh, um, that they did well on defensive, you know, you, you made a good point, Billy. Uh, you know, DeForest Bunk, uh, uh, Buckner, Buckner <laughs> and uh, D Ford and Sheldon uh, Day and then uh, uh, Eric Armstead, those guys can get after the – and then Solomon Thompson can get after the quarterback. Uh, you know, the, there's a number of guys, uh, uh, Nick Bosa. Bosa. Uh, and one of the things – and, and, and they, they play their linebackers really deep. And so it's Kawan Alexander, uh, it's Fred Warner, and uh, Dre Greenlaw, and they play way off the off the line of scrimmage, and they're fast flow. And the defensive linemen, they're jet up the gap. They're wide nine. They want to get up the field. 
So I thought that we should have just pounded the two inside guys and uh, taken them off the ball. And, you know, to Wolf's point, get your hand in the dirt, come off the ball, be physical, be nasty. Uh, those are the things that you want to be. We run zone two, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. But not a lot. Not a lot. Not like they do. Not like they do. They, and a they couple run. of times you watch, just watch Juszczyk. Wherever he went, that's where the ball was. Right. Going. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's an old school yeah, fullback. Yeah. Though. He's the he's the lead. He's a disappearing. He's a noggin. Disappearing. Man. He comes along. Entity. And yeah. He's trying to eviscerate you. He, he is very very physical. Eviscerate. He's a, eviscerate. Oh, I, that's oh, a big I'm word. Sure that is a word. Well, well you know, I thought you word. invented another word. No. <laughs> no. In, in our day, we would call him a buckethead. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Vance McDonald went out early in the second quarter with a shoulder injury. Did that change things at all, do you think, Tunch, for the Steelers' offense? I think it did. You know, um, one of the things that you can't help but miss, uh, uh, you you can't help but see during practice is the relationship that uh, Mason Rudolph and Vance have. It seems like Vance is his Security Linus's blanket. blanket. Yeah, he's it's Linus's <laughs> blanket. He throws to him a lot in practice. He went to, he on, on Thursday. He threw to him. I don't know how many times. I I, I should have been counting, but it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot, and so uh, Vance gets hurt, and he doesn't have him. Uh, and uh, so uh, you know, I I just think it 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 had a it made a big difference. And plus, Vance can block now. X-Man had a couple blocks. He had that one good block on uh, Kawan Alexander. And on uh, Juju's touchdown, yeah, too. Yeah, and he just, you know, popped. Uh, and um, X also had a drop, too. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's that's unfortunate because if, I, I got to believe if you're a young quarterback, you throw the ball first time to a guy and he drops it, it's harder to go back to him. You know what I mean? If it's mm-hmm. not a Vance McDonald, if it's not – Juju, if it's not, you know what I mean? It's got to be, in in my mind, a little bit more difficult. But, you know, Xavier's got the talent. We, we've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's got to come out now, you know. Yeah. And there's so many guys. Look, you. it's not like you and I, are, we haven't been there. You know, we're, the running game's not coming together. The quarterback's unhappy with the protection. You know what I mean? Whether it was Bradshaw or Malone or whoever, you know, any of the Stop. guys. Yes, Stouter. I mean, they look at you and they start, you know, it's talking hard to, to re- It's hard to make reads on your back. Remember when we said that? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and that that honks you off yeah. as a group, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you realize the one thing about offensive linemen, they are probably as realistic of anybody as how the group performance is going and very they'll give you real true words about it. And they know what's going on. And they can look at the film and know you know, we got to pick it up here. We're not getting this done. We got to finish blocks. We got to take the, you know, the down guy back in the lap of the second level guy. All those things, you, you know, you know what you got to do, and it's got to be done. What did you guys think of Deontay Johnson? I know he had the touchdown touch. You already uh, touched on that, but he did kind of let everybody know on Friday that he was informed he would be the starter. Obviously, Dante Moncrief was inactive for this game um, after his recent struggles the first two days. But Joe Hayden raved about Deontay Johnson, said he is one of the quickest off the line in terms of the Steelers wide receivers. What did you think, Billy? Yeah, I, I thought he gave a good account of himself. He had a drop, I think, right, at some point. Yeah, we can look I think at DJ didn't he didn't was. he run a reverse too? Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he, he did he, do that. You know, he is uh he's the guy, you know, uh Debo Samuel 
is the wide receiver that the San Francisco 49ers want to get the ball in his it was hands. Johnny Holton, though, that ran he, the, I think he, the reverse, right? I thought it was. Uh, I thought I think it was, it was Johnny Holton. Uh, um, uh, go look and see if he had any carries. Um, but you know, one of the things is you want to get the ball in Deontay. Keep talking Johnson's while we're looking at the factoid yeah, sheet, yeah, yeah. okay? <laughs> Deont- you want to get the ball in the hands of Deontay Johnson, uh, whether it's on a reverse, whether it's on a quick screen, whether it, you know. And uh, uh, I, I like him. Deontay had one carry for six yards. Holton yeah. had one for nine. Yeah, that's right. He he was uh, so they each uh, had uh, reverse. Yeah, I only remember uh, I remember Johnny Holton, and what I remember was I thought if he'd cut another way, it might have been bigger. You know, he's he's got so much speed. I think you said that on the air. Who knows? You know, I don't <laughs> even know what I say anymore. <laughs> you know, one headbutt too many, Billy. <laughs> Sticking with the wide receiver group, were you guys surprised that Dante Moncrief was inactive? No, no, no. I, 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 uh, he needs I, a rest. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was active, but I wasn't surprised that he wasn't. Okay. Uh, I understand, um, you know, the way he's been playing. Give him a day off. Let him collect his thoughts. Let him uh, relax a little bit and. Uh, and see what happens. Uh, you know, no he had, a, he had a, he, 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 on Thursday he had a real good practice day. He caught everything that was thrown to him. So I I did kind of think, you know, I'm 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 curious how this is going to work out, uh, being the way he's he's practiced. But uh, I, I don't know. I I wasn't surprised. Well, what did I, Mike Tomlin say on his pregame show? Something to the effect that uh, you can't talk catching the ball to a wide receiver. In other words, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's your job. No yeah. question about it. You know, I mean, I, I, I it was my thought process. I said if I that was one of the things I do, I'd set them down. I just think sometimes you got to set somebody down to let them clear it out, and and just take away all that. I saw it with Ike Taylor, and you see it with other guys. Sometimes a, a good sit down helps, and sometimes and you got to know the player. If you're the coach, you got to know the player. If sometimes that can work against you. You know, you sit a guy down, he doesn't recover. I think there was a situation where they had a young receiver some some years ago, and I don't really want to go into it, but, you know, had a similar issue. And, you know, you sit down, and all of a sudden you kind of just lose that steam. You know, with Martavis Bryant, they sat him down for for a couple of weeks. He worked his way through, you know, the the, the, uh, demo teams, working up, running plays for the defense, and he got better. Demo teams. Yeah, demo. In Syracuse, we call them demo. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, maybe it's the Indiana thing called demo. What do they call it in Pittsburgh, Billy? Demo, Debo, Debo or demo? I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> demonstration team, not a demonstration team. But to your point, Wolf, I will say uh, you probably noticed Moncrief on the sideline. For somebody who wasn't allowed to play, he was engaged and trying to be as helpful as possible, Absolutely. not only just to the wide receivers, but I think to Mason as well. Can I say this? I got the greatest respect for Dante because he is a pro and he's been a producer wherever he's been, right? This is one of these things that happens in a guy's career sometimes. It, it may be – hopefully it's just a hiccup. But we go, we're going to look back at some point, you're going to know it's either a hiccup or it's – Or a choke. Yeah, exactly. But I think the young man uh, deserved a, deserves yeah. an opportunity to work his way out of it. Yeah. And he may be significant coming up. You just don't know how this game unfolds. Right. We right. could use his help. That's quite quite real. 
All hands on deck. We have much more to talk about here on The Point After. I want to pick everyone's brain about the Steelers' defense and maybe not having Vince Williams out there on Sunday. We will be back in just a little bit here on WDVE. Back to The Point After on DVE. Welcome back, everyone. Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley wrapping up the point after for week three, the loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I want to stick with defense for a little bit here, guys. I know we talked about it so much last week. Uh, who was wearing the green dot? It was Mark Barron in San Francisco. Not that it was a big deal this time. He had it all game, um, but they did not have Vince Williams. And I was asking you guys off air if you felt like yeah. that that was a, a big deal or not. So, Tunch, if you want to elaborate. I, I think it's big because uh, Vince is the best inside linebacker uh, uh, from a standpoint of uh, he's a thumper. He stops the run. He plays downhill. Uh, he also has a great knack um, for picking the right uh, hole to run through. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's gotten to be like Larry Foote. Larry Foote could uh, play make a play from the backside. And I and I just think Vince has been great. He 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 doesn't get blocked. He gets off of blocks really well. He'll attack the offensive line and he'll attack the fullback. And he makes a lot of plays. And and uh, he's, he's a fast. good blitzer to yeah. boot. Yeah, and he's and he's great pass rusher. Eight sacks last year. Right. So yeah, I think I think it hurt to, to not have him. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy that come and, down and neutralize, uh, you know, Uzcheck, uh, or Devlin or whoever. I mean. You know that's that's the kind of guy you want, right? You know you got to go up and got to confront the guy in the hole. You can't wait until that guy is up on your second level and getting after you, and you're giving ground because the more ground you give, the more ground that back is taken. Mm-hmm. You know you've got to go up and make things very discomfortable up there by going up and getting on that whatever gap you got to fill. You got to fill it with a bang right. and get after it. You and he uh, he also brings a nasty element to the game. Uh, so we call br- him old school. Yeah, he brings uh, he brings that edge, and I I really think uh, his teammates feed off that. Last year he got quicker and he got nastier, right? And I think you know you saw <laughs> finally the light went on for Vince Williams right. last year, and when he's gone, you miss him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he he has a great feel for the game, and uh, you know, I asked him how much weight did he lose last year. I think he said he lost about fifteen pounds. And I said, are you faster or are you seeing the game quicker? And he said, both. Mm-hmm. Both. And that was a good answer. People don't understand. If a linebacker wastes a half a step, that's a big play for right. the offense. Yeah. I mean, no if he thinks about. and takes one misdirection step or a half a step, the play's not good for the defense. And, and then, you know, people don't understand that inside backers play with their eyes. And, uh, you, you know... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of guys, you know, uh, uh, Bill Parcells moved uh, Lawrence Taylor inside, and he, he paralysis by analysis. Bill Cower moved Greg Lloyd inside to see, and Greg was much better at outside backer. Uh, the great inside backers, uh, you know, everyone talks about Jack Lambert and his nastiness, but he had tremendous knowledge of the game. And he saw the game so well that he would beat the offensive lineman to the intersect point. So that's why he didn't get blocked very much. And he was also a tremendous tackler. Ray Lewis also all the you know phys- the the, you know, the physical prowess, his speed, his phys- his size, but he saw the game well. Levon Kirkland saw the game well. Earl Holmes saw the game well. Jerry Osaski 
probably the best at seeing the game. I remember right. Bob Labriola saying it would be totally unfair if you would have a linebacker with Kendrell Bell's physical oh. ability and Jerry O's above the neck. Right. Absolutely. I mean, Kendrell right. Bell was one of those guys. He'd light you up so hard you'd be – you go to your family uh, – you know, what do you call it? That, uh, you know, the Reunion? ancestry. No, family oh. ancestry. You know, the DNA. You get the DNA. You, you, your, his face would be in your family history, you know? <laughs> I mean, somewhere his DNA would be plugged in there. That's how hard he hit you, though. And he did that on three steps or less. I, I, that's the one thing that I will never forget was his ability to accelerate into a hit so devastating. And he'd do that in three, four steps at most. How many 218-pound guys play goal line defense? And Cower had him on goal line. Yeah. He, he knew where the ball was and he could get there. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Lambert was 215. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He but, wasn't. Yeah. But and the, the irony of Kendra Bell is he, didn't, he couldn't <laughs> tell you what the keys were. <laughs> He just went and played. Yeah, show him he, the sheet. Yeah, yeah. Show, show him the, the Tim sh- Lewis. No, yeah, no. The, show the, him the Tim the, Lewis sheet. Yeah, when Tim Lewis was talking, he said, "You know, these are our five keys." The uh, checks for to, the game. To, for the game, he said, "This doesn't mean diddly squat to Kendrell Bell." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he Kendra played with Bell, his eyes. Yeah, he just he just played. He just reacted, yeah. and he reacted well. Uh, you know the. He, you know, he didn't understand. I remember when I asked him uh, the year that uh, the Tennessee Titans got rid of Lorenzo Neal, the fullback, the thumper fullback, mm-hmm. and they were going to ace two tight ends and a single back. And I went to, I went up to Kendrell and I said, hey, so Kendrell, uh, how different is it going to be without Lorenzo Neal in there? He goes, Lorenzo Neal's not going to be in there anymore? No. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't I matter mean, to him. If the play came matter. towards him, fire the gap. If yeah. the plays away, run parallel line, line of scrimmage and fire the gap. <laughs> I do want to get back to the Steelers' defense in one second, but my phone was just lighting up. Uh, Adam Schefter is tweeting and reporting that Ben Roethlisberger underwent his elbow surgery today per source and said he is expected to return for the 2020 season as we expected. Oh, that's so. great. Good. good. Very good. He got a second opinion. That's why the surgery was delayed. And that's, you know, pretty normal for yep. uh, highly prized athletes. You know, you get a second opinion and then uh, make your own mind up. But uh, it's not Tommy John, and that's great news because the recovery from Tommy John is lengthy. You know, Tommy John used to pitch for the Chicago White Sox. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. Who was the uh, the umpire, Ron, the, the wacko? He's doing a game at Comiskey. Yeah. Tommy John, on a windy day, goes back. And the ball falls out of his hand, and he still follows through. And the umpire, Ron, whatever his name was, called a strike. He wrote a book, Ron. Oh, give me the, the, the name. I don't know. I thought oh, you guys whack. were talking about the underwear guy. I'm like confused. Tommy John. The umpire strikes back. He wrote a book. Jeepers, I'm a little, little discombobulated. Not Ron Kaharski. No. No. We are all over the place. I, I do no, want to go is, back. Just this is a lack of sleep, okay? <laughs> this is lack it's, of sleep. It's starting to peak its way uh, in here. Just to put a bow on the Vince Williams discussion, just to remind everybody, he was dealing with a hamstring injury, did not practice at all last week. So yeah. hopefully this week the team, uh, let's see if I can get this right. Tomorrow, Tuesday, is their team meeting, team run lift. 
Wednesday is a player's day off. Then they're going to practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday due right. to it being a Monday night game. So it's shifted a day. Yeah, right. the bumps and bruises have an extra day to heal. So Not that's, a bad that's thing. always good for Monday night. But, and, you know, you got to be careful with those hammies. Yeah, they do. They are, they are really feisty things, man. You don't know. It's the problem is, see, you don't know until you go full go. Right. You know, I mean, you think you do the heel drag and, you know, they the do this and that. Curls. Yeah. And it, does that help? Ah, it feels better. But you go out there and you start sprinting and all of a sudden, flop, you know, and it goes again on you. That They are temperamental. Yeah, they are. And they don't heal when they – they don't always heal when they feel like they healed. You know what I mean? It, it, it's sometimes – Absolutely. Yeah. And the scar tissue that you get in there. Right. Oh, had had a bad one, and you get scar tissue. You you have somebody worked out. Oh, that's painful. Oh, that's just painful. No, thank you. No, <laughs> it's it's not like a nice massage. You know, you just sit there and you don't feel good after that one. No, no, it's it's painful. All right, Devin Bush led the team in tackles again with eleven. Uh, third game, uh, Billy. What are you seeing from him as, as we continue on the season of him? You know, being a rookie and, and a highly prized first round draft pick. I see him maturing in that. He's not thinking. He's reacting. And that's always a good sign for a young player and a rookie that all of a sudden, I'm not a rookie anymore. I, I've seen that. I've been here. I've done that. And I, I like that maturity. So I, he's only going to get better. You know, he is going to get better, but he does get hung up on blocks. You know, uh, one of the things is because he's learned, you know, there. Uh, you you can see some paralysis by analysis in him. And that's just natural for a young player. Uh, he's going to get better and better and better, uh, but at, at times he gets hung up on blocks. And he gets hung up by habeas gravis, too. You know, the, the, the guys up here, they're better at holding the cloth than they are in college. Holding you know? calls were down dramatically this week. Yeah. How about that? You think there Amazing. was a phone call that went somewhere? Well, yeah, exactly, because I think they were up 60-some percent from last year. Oh, it was year. ridiculous. It was just getting – see, you know, you call off the dogs of war for a little bit of while there. You know what I mean? Let let the fat guys b- breathe out there. Get the job oh, let done. Let you guys earn your money. <laughs> well, but, the offensive know. line, that's the whole thing. I mean, when you get one guy focusing on you – I mean, these guys get the red eye for you, and all of a sudden, you know, you're getting hit in the head with with flags in the helmet, man. Did you ever ask a, an opposing defensive lineman, I would like to have your shirt for a trophy because I had it in my hand most of the game? I'd never give them the satisfaction. Yeah, that, we, you know, in, in our day, we didn't sw- change jerseys. We didn't, like, well, say, yeah, that's, yeah that's we, a didn't, world. we didn't swap jerseys. We did swap helmets at the Pro Bowl, though. Oh, yeah, well, that's that not was, bad. Yeah, that was That's good. a good thing. You yeah. know, and I got Mike Munchak, so I got the better end of that deal. I got yeah, a that was hammers. Nice. You know, cool. I went to Minnesota, and my buddy says, you know, if you sent me a Vikings helmet, that would be nice. And so what do I do? I send him a Vikings helmet. So the next year he goes to uh, Green Bay. And I was like, well, you know, a little quid pro quo here. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, how about a helmet? Still waiting for it. Uh oh. <laughs> Another uh, Ben Roethlisberger update via Twitter. Adam Schefter saying Ben Roethlisberger had surgery on his right elbow on Monday in Los Angeles. Uh, Dr. Neil, I will butcher his last name, uh, performed the procedure in consultation with Dr. Jim Bradley, who began his career there. I was told by the airlines person that we had two players that stayed behind. Okay. Obviously, Ben was one of them. Right. 
And uh, I guess the Steelers released a statement saying, quote, once Ben returns to Pittsburgh, he immediately will begin working with the Steelers medical staff on his rehab and is expected to make a full recovery and return to the field for the 2020 NFL season, as we said earlier. So. Good, news, me, good news for the Steeler Nation. Absolutely. Well, as one who just got a new knee this year, a lot of Rocky Road ice cream, Ben. I'm telling you, cures Rocky everything. Rocky Road ice cream? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah well, you better, you better start – Leaning out. All right, all right, all right, all right. We've been. We, what does we've that said, have to do with surgery, Wolf? I know. I'm recovering. A man's recovering. The doctor said you want. He wants you to be lighter. <laughs> I know. Kind of. Well, you know, I had a little issue with that, but nevertheless, Rocky Road cures a lot. Best of, of luck to Ben. Hope yes. we'll be seeing him in the building and can wish him uh, yeah. luck as well. All Absolutely. right, moving forward to Monday night. It is the 0-3 Steelers versus the 0-3 Bengals, but it is a AFC North game. must be great. <laughs> well, hey, it is a division game. You know, yeah. those are weighted a little bit more. As Billy was saying, everybody in the AFC North lost yesterday, so the Steelers are not that far out of it. It's still winnable. You have to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, what? Uh, I was just watching film on, on, on uh, Cincinnati today. Uh, you know, their defense is a little different. They're, they're, they run a lot of five-man fronts. If you go two tight ends, they're going to run five-man fronts. Uh, and, it, it, you know, it's an over. They go over-under, but they stand up both Hubbard and Carlos Dunlop uh, as uh, as stand-up linemen. traps? Yeah, yeah. Huh? And so then, uh, uh, you know, uh, they're, uh, Andy Dalton gets rid of the ball quick. It's a, it's a much more effective offense uh more rhythm more uh like this guy whatever his name is he's i think he's how old is he 15 16 uh uh <laughs> these guys are these coaches are so young you don't like the sean McVay? yeah effect? i don't i no. don't i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of those guys uh, <laughs> uh, uh no he's he's like 32 or something yeah don't i wish <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what are you looking um, most forward to hopefully improving on Monday night for the Obviously, Steelers? we have to improve the running game. It has to be a threat. Otherwise, the play action is worthless. And I think Mason Rudolph needs that play action possibility. But if you're not running the ball well, it's worthless. So I, I, I look for that, and I'm still hopeful that the Steelers will find the running game. Wolf, what are you thinking about over there? You know, one of the things that, that just pops into my gourd is uh, I love the fact that... A lot of I'm... things pop in your gourd. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 it is to laugh, Jaluch. So, <laughs> I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm saying, you know, off of four or five days of practice, you got a Minka Fitz, Fitzpatrick, and obviously we got the right Fitzpatrick out of Miami there. Uh, <laughs> this guy here, you talk about a fumble, a forced fumble and an interception. What can he do? with a lot more seasoning with mm -hmm. his teammates. I like it, and I, I look forward to some good improvements in the secondary. All right, that is going to do it tonight for The Point After. Thank you so much for joining us once again this Monday evening. For Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, Craig Wolfley, I'm Missy Matthews. Happy birthday once again to Tunch. Happy birthday to you. And I'm sorry I, I, I poked fun of the young coaches. I, I, that was <laughs> – that was inappropriate. It's your birthday. Yeah. We'll give you a pass. It's okay. I mean, yeah. your unibrow met in the middle. We knew you were It's joking. called fogeyism. Yeah, fogeyism, right? Get Our, off my lawn. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us here on The Point After. We will see you next Tuesday night from 7 to 8 here on DVE. Oh.